to Two Guys, Two Questions, where two friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. This week, we're sponsored by Iced Tea. I'm Aaron L.M. Goodwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrew Huster. Say hello, Andrew. Uh, hello. I'm also joined by Slavo Zizek. Say hi, Slavo. I like it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a new intro. We're just trying that out. Yeah. Um, but what the hell, but hmm. Andrew, uh, and how's your woodworking? Uh, you've been uh, furiously woodworking. I'm yeah, polishing the shafts, whatnot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, lots of uh lubrication happening, things of that nature. Right, staining. Unfortunately, um, yeah. No, I I built. Or a, fortunately, um, I right. don't know. Uh, I I built a small little desk for my downstairs, so that's that was easy <laughs> and good. Um, <laughs> for my downstairs. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to everyone listening to this. Oh. <laughs> a sweet, beautiful face. A small little desk for my downstairs. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I, I built a small desk for my living room. So that okay. I could, so that I could have a place to put my computer and whatnot. Anyway, it was a pretty easy project, but, I, you know, I got something done. And then I have hey. other stuff sort of in the works, various states of completion, because, you know, ADHD, be like that. You work on it and you're <sighs> yeah. like, I'm bored of working on this. I will come back to it later, later meaning in five minutes or five years, you know, so. I think the thing about me that makes me so unique is that unlike other ADHD havers, I refuse to accept that I have it. Um, but you that saying that I'm just, unique. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dang, I'm burnt to a roasted crisp. <laughs> But I just, as you're talking about that, I just thought of all of the half-finished paintings mm-hmm. in my in my uh, shed that were there for years and years and years because I just like got bored of being working on one painting mm-hmm. and moved to the next before right. I ever finished any of them. Mm-hmm. It's a real it's a real problem. A lot of people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, listen to me. Listen to me. Oh okay. dear. <laughs> I don't have ADHD. You cannot diagnose me. I refuse to be diagnosed. It's illegal to diagnose me without my consent. Okay. <laughs> doing doing sovereign citizen stuff, but at the doctor's office. You can't diagnose me. I'm a sovereign citizen. There's there's not a fringe on your stethoscope. This is an illegal doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> Oh man, um, I'm in an interesting headspace because I'm taking a, a tolerance break because um, uh, the dosage required to knock me out at night um, was just um, increasing to an frankly an unaffordable level. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm. Uh, it's dark in there. I'm back to just sitting in bed at night with my eyes open. Mm. And then staring, staring into the darkness. So yeah. I'm running great. on three hours of sleep. So if this is a bad show, um, you can you can blame the you can blame capitalism. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and the fact that I have to work in order to purchase Do you the drug I need that? to sleep. Yeah, that's that's mm. correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So anyhow, let's move on, I guess. Wait, oh, wrong. Uh. <laughs> what? Who's in charge around go. here? <laughs> you you got the first thing up here, which is some cursed artifacts? Yeah. Um. So uh, first thing here, um, you're aware of the, the pod Save America, the crooked media, the pod Johns. Mm, the pod Johns. And they're, I, and they're, I'm all too aware of... <sighs> If you want your candidate to win, you've got to shape up. Yeah. Those guys. Uh-huh. Um, and you're aware of their sort of their sort of ventures beyond podcasting, you know. They they like to Well, they're doing, frankly, so what they've done, they're introducing crooked coffee coming June twenty first. So, you know, mark that down on your calendars. Okay. Uh the world is unpredictable, the news is the news, so why not start the day with a really good coffee sourced in a sustainable and ethical way? Sign up to learn more and be the first to shop crooked.com slash coffee um so this is i guess just white labeled coffee um it appears that it will be called what a morning um dark roast and medium roast um what this is as was pointed out by many people on twitter is um it's black rifle coffee but for the libs we're, we're they're apparently now doing the thing where like you buy um, you know, stuff that like shows your ideology. It basically virtue signaling. As, <clears throat> except for they're not as uh, as self aware, honest about it. I guess, which is right. somehow like even more frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A f- a funny story about this, Andrew. I had no idea you were going to share this, but <clears throat> on Hinge, like a few weeks ago. Oh dear. I- <laughs> Um, I came across a profile for somebody who seemed kind of, you know, they were, they were attractive. They seemed kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but then I got to the point where I realized that they worked at crooked media. Uh, um, mm. and unfortunately this is like the third oh, time this has happened to me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, I got down, you know how you can put like your Instagram in there. At the Uh bottom. So they had their Instagram and I was looking through their Instagram stuff and they worked on this project and were talking about, about it and how excited they were for this branding or something like that. And that was like, (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lips are not okay. Uh, the thing is, you know, for like the black rifle coffee company, like, uh, the whole point is like, oh, you're buying the coffee that you know because you're a guns person and yeah. a Trumpist or whatever. This is sort of like we- <laughs> this isn't as much like that as more it is just like here's another way to give us more money because we need more money. Yeah, um, we know a lot of you are so concerned that you don't have more ways to give us your money. So, yeah. well, you I know mean, what I was thinking. This is was- how the Democratic Party operates, so. right? <laughs> You know, finally, we have coffee that's sourced in a sustainable and ethical way because there's definitely never been a way or multiple coffee brands or cafe chains or whatever that also claim to source their coffee in a sustainable and ethical way. This is definitely the first and not the like 2000th. This this is the thing. It's like, what is the distinguishing characteristics of this coffee? Um, It's in a special packet with stuff that says crooked 
media on it and it'll probably cost like $35 a you know a pouch or whatever so yeah have you have you seen because I, I feel like this is kind of related have you seen what Amy McGrath former Kentucky Democratic congressional candidate uh, um, I was been just to? listening to the episode of Trillbillies where they discussed <laughs> yeah. that yes if you have not listened to the Trillbilly Workers Party mm. podcast listening experience, I know we might be spending too much time talking about this. <laughs> Go but, listen but, to Trillbillies. <laughs> but this is essentially what the Democrats do. Like you, you just unlocked something in my mind, uh, because this is what this is what they do. They just find new markets uh, in which they can accept donations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. They've spun up this new uh, thing. It's like the Liz Trust opening up new pork markets, <laughs> except it's just, you know, like pork barrel spending. No. Well, that's a different thing. <laughs> so, but yes. Anyway. So Amy McGrath is doing this thing. She's, she started a PAC, a political action committee. That oh, we'd love to will, start a PAC. Yeah. Which accepts donations so that they can um, protect the sec- secretary of states. So, that, you know, she's saying uh, Trump is trying to get... Yeah, the, the, secretaries the secretaries of, states of state in uh, states where Trump tried to pressure them to, like, change their election certifications to him or whatever. And those people who said no. And now she's like, oh, we have to, uh, you know, work to reelect these secretaries of state, many of whom are yeah. Republicans. So I don't and know that that's people. a I don't know that that's a slam dunk. <laughs> Um. <laughs> but that's all this is this is like the same thing it's like oh uh you guys want another thing to throw your money at because obviously you have too much donate not to enough my sense. Like, don't donate to them directly because that's you know no, you'd have to donate no. to like four separate candidates and that's difficult instead donate to my political action committee we'll take uh about 95 percent off the top and then um <laughs> you know whatever's left over um we'll we'll pass along so, but I am going to need to, you know, take my fee uh, for, yeah. for my it's work. All, it's, it's, once again, everything's a scam. It's all a racket. Mm-hmm. I've been saying this and I will continue. I feel like, continue is, to is say that it. the theme of this season? We usually arrive to the theme of the season by about this yes. point in the season. Yes. Yeah, it's everything is a scam. Everything that's, is, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's season seven's big, big in a, in a Petersonian sense. Everything is a scam. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, I can't reach my belt. What? What kind of? What kind of dullard puts their bell out of hand's reach? Give me a second here. I got. I got you. There we go. You want to tell me about world's cuisine rankings? Yeah, so this is uh, a tweet from at Taste Atlas, which is a website, I gather. Um, and what they did here is, for some reason, they, I guess, needed engagement. So they put together um, 50 best cuisines uh, by country for June mm. 2022. Uh, don't know who's picking this or whatever maybe it's like crowds i don't know how their website is maybe people are like you know maybe it's user generated kind of thing right but um, it's like like yelp for oh it says here each country's rating is obtained by the user's average rating of the 30 best dishes beverages and food products in that country countries that are not on the list do not have enough items to be rated so this is top 50 best cuisines um number one is italy um, which sure fine. Mm, Number two, sure. Greece. 
Number three, okay. Spain. Number four, Romania. Wh- mm. What is Romanian? <laughs> Maybe I'm just a dumb American, but like, <clears throat> I don't know what. I couldn't tell you a single Romanian dish. What I wanted to note here is that, you know, okay, so five, France, six, Japan, seven, Mexico. Um, way too low. That's eight, way too- eight, Croatia, nine, <clears throat> Portugal, 10, India, 11, China. What is Croatian food and how is it somehow higher than Indian and Chinese? This does not make sense to me. Yeah, that's that's strange. And then like South Korean is like 23, you know? That's way out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> Korean and, food's having a really And then when you get to like, right you know, now. like like uh Chile or, you know, uh like Peru, you know, places that have also good food, those are down in the 30s and 40s. I don't know, I don't this is uh, it seems very uh, Eurocentric, which I suspect may be sort of the target market of this website. Um, yeah, it's like an English language website. So yeah, um, and I suspect that they did not account for sampling bias, you know, at all. Also, so. <laughs> uh, you it, it, you you put Jamaica at thirty four straight to the gulags. I'm sorry if you've if you've ever had jerk chicken or so- a beef patty. Georgia, no. Georgia and it's Serbia true. are above Jamaica and like I frankly <laughs> and I, El Salvador. These people have never even never tasted the glories of a pupusa. Yeah. I'm bizarre. so mad. It's bizarre. How How is how is Turkey 17? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. uh, Germany's way too high. Germany is too high. Turkey is too low. So You're you telling me Germany is better than the Philippines? Excuse me? Yeah, or Thai. Excuse me? <laughs> or South Korean, for that matter. Yeah. Or Iran? Preposterous. It's, it's just, this pre- is... This is, it's preposterous to me. That's yeah, how evil yeah. this stuff is, you know? Yeah, these, I would just suggest for all the users of this website to, to put in the work, you know, do the work, <laughs> read the books. Yeah. Read the manuals, and inshallah, they will have better taste. Yeah, uh, you know? Oh, okay. Hungary is on here. I was going to say, is, is Hungary? Hunger, anyway. I will yeah. say I've had Hungarian food from a Hungarian lady who would make food for us um, mm. out of the kindness of her heart because she had a crush on one of my roommates. Mm. And it was very delicious. It was very basic. But the amount of like butter that they could cram into a pastry oh yeah is mm-hmm. is incredible i don't know how they got all that butter into one thing <laughs> it's amazing it That's, like defies physics we call that the hungarian secret <laughs> okay episode title hungarian <laughs> secret uh sometimes you don't know if what you it's understand be, this, sometimes you know <laughs> Oh, um, well, let's get into, in a kingly manner, let's get into our favorite vertical for this season. I feel like we need a theme for this, but I don't know that I have one. Um, Like, I'm thinking like... (laughs) 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 Or... check my let's see here what do we hmm hmm it's a shame that oh, like half okay. our 
it's a shame that like half of our listeners uh right, six people don't know how to make <laughs> don't know how to make like music you know yeah if they i mean what are they good for come on mm-hmm. it make us a theme for this the fact that we have to the fact that we have to ask you know mm-hmm. uh, right now we're stuck with this Renegade. Remember 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that five years Folks. ago or however long ago yeah. it was. Um, this is this is whatever you say. <clears throat> Jeez, Louise, I <clears throat> I think you're meant to say it. Is what that indicates. <clears throat> whatever you say, buddy. Wait, no, I'm probably meant to say it more like. Uh... Whatever you say, buddy. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First one comes from uh, David Axelrod. Yeah, more um, like David Nimrod. Dude, <laughs> for real. <laughs> David Axelrod. <laughs> I just like, I can't him. believe I, I ever paid attention to what this doofus says. But yeah. um, so the news today is that U.S. senators have reached a quote unquote bipartisan deal on gun safety that will surely not happen. And if it does be completely feckless so yeah it's um, it's from what i've read like some of the stuff is good but it's a lot of it's like a grab bag of like uh, the minimum viable things you know uh and also like some of the yeah i i don't know i don't know if you understand this andrew but it's actually really savvy that to not make our country too good you know right because yeah. if it's too good, people are going to start expecting things. What is important and is then that we, we arrive at a consensus position by bargaining each other down to the worst possible minimum solution. <laughs> so, David, David, Axel, <laughs> David Axelrod says, Many will say these steps are far too modest in a country overwhelmed by gun violence. Yes. But it's all caps. <laughs> Something after years of nothing. Sorry, I'm doing like the minion death cult reading. I don't know. <laughs> they, they won't solve the problem, but you could have you could save some lives for the kid who might be saved. Doing nothing would be unforgivable. So uh, basically, <clears throat> yeah, we've what the what politicians find themselves uh, confronted with the trolley problem, you know. Mm. Um, except yeah. there is a track that results in no one getting killed, but they're like, well, but they refuse we to acknowledge it. Yeah, but right. There is a track that can use that, but, but one side of them says that they absolutely cannot switch to that track. So they're like, well, I guess we'll switch to the track with the fewest people then if we can't, you know, <laughs> it's like, well, what's physically stopping you from choosing what the other we track? Build- and it's like, well, nothing, <clears throat> but you know, we want to do this. I want to, I want to keep everyone happy here. What if we build, what if we just go through, kill everybody, whatever, but like we send in a crew and over the next 20 years, they'll build a separate track where only one person dies. I'm sorry. You're suggesting that we build new infrastructure. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) I, I got a little carried away. Let's be honest. If this weren't on the air. We're yeah. going to look at the two tracks in the switch and we're going to say, I don't know. I'll worry about this later. As I keep saying. And then yeah. when we come back, the, the switch is going to be rusted in place. So it's like, I well, just, we can't I, do anything now. 
I love the the vehemence. Is that a word? If I hope it is. I'm an v- English major. I should v- know. Vehement, You can be vehement, so yeah, and you can do things vehemently. So yeah, so I'm looking here, he, vehem- he vehemently defends mediocrity. It's just um really funny to see. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's that's the this is our uh, this is the Democratic Party for you people from French vehement uh, or Latin. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce Latin vehement. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is a yeah. a w- It's because uh never mind. I'll tell you about something later. Um Wenny Witty <laughs> Wikipedia. Here we go. Next. <laughs> I found this one on a I found a list um that that's that's uh I <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this I go, to me before the show. Sometimes we I go recording. to terrible tweeters. And then mm-hmm. I go to see what lists they're on. You, you know? are watching a master at work. Yeah. <laughs> and I found a list that was called America First, Star, 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 American Flag. And oh, that's a quality zero list hit. right there. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was really bad. Um, but Zero Hedge, at Zero Hedge. I don't know if this is a popular user or not. Zero Hedge tell. is yes. They have 1.3 million followers. Uh, they are popular. Okay. Um, they're also, uh, I think it's fair to say, something of a crank. Okay. So. So. But they're, they're mostly most like a their... right wing business tweeter, if that makes sense. Yeah, they basically are like libs of TikTok for um, like business stats, right? Mm-hmm. And societal stats. It seems like. Yeah. So, um, I mean, from their PFP, it's libs, just a libs naked of man. the Bloomberg comment section. <laughs> Yeah, lives in the Bloomberg terminal. This place was amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Zero Hedge says tweets out the share of sixteen-year-olds getting their driver's licenses in the U.S. today is around half what it was in the nineteen eighties. Hat tip, Lindsey Pollock, Federal Highway Administration. I like that. That's so, your sourcing these days. It's just hat tip to something. I'm not going to provide a link. <laughs> Somebody in the... If, if only the internet was designed to facilitate the linking of one uh, document to another in extremely easy form. But alas, alas. Yeah. Now, this is a bad tweet because it... I mean, on the face of it, it's just like a fact. But if you read in the context of this person... Right, or, you gotta read between the lines. Yeah. You sort of... It's saying like, damn, what is wrong with the kids these days? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then you read the comments and you Kids get the these idea days have that gone like, soft they're not getting their driver's licenses yeah and you read you read the comments and you get the idea that like yeah the audience is picking up what they're putting down mm-hmm. um, right yeah my favorite reply is from uh, Quink Joker um, can you give that to me again Quink K-U-I-N-C I'm sure that's a Qu- Qu- okay. I, I'm sure All I just right. did a racial slur from yeah, somewhere I, I don't know yeah let's let's move swiftly past that <laughs> in the event their reply <laughs> is just this no driving period no sex period mm. okay um, so that's why the birth rate's gone down mm-hmm. because 16 year olds don't want to drive yeah and that's a it's, problem we actually should be encouraging <laughs> teen pregnancy as a way to get the birth rate up <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> wow! I mean, we all party. We all know the, the party weekend. The old perverts reading this post and responding to it definitely are pissed off that they have to go pick up 
It's a um, bunch of baby boomers who have two kids assault. and are like, the birth rate is declining. And it's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, what's that like seven room McMansion you have for, yeah. you know? What yeah. are all those turrets for if not children, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Used to, used to was you could put your children in a turret. Not anymore. Man, mm-hmm. times change. Um, uh, so that was a fun tweet. Yeah. Zero hedge, um, more like zero. <laughs> zero sex, am I right? There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Same though. Um, actually, <laughs> we got him. This this one is like continuing in the line of like, man. Oh, I, I hate love children. I love this genre of tweet. It's like Twitter unsolicited parenting advice on Twitter from yeah. right wing morons. From from user Machiavelli's underbelly mm. or at mmm underscore Machiavelli. Yeah. I love a nice Machiavelli ma- for dinner. Machiavelli's underbelly is like Yeah. I don't know this what that is. This is all about. part of a promise I've made to myself to eat in a more healthy way, a better diet. So, Machiavelli's. Someone yeah. with the username Machiavelli's underbelly can't be tweeting like this. That's, first off, that's the problem. Yeah. Things parents should treat as seriously as drugs and alcohol, but don't. Soda and energy drinks, movies, but, video hmm. games, social media. That's right, folks. Um, even though, you know, parents, parents undoubtedly, you know, anyone who's a parent right now undoubtedly grew up drinking uh, a ridiculous amount of soda and going to the movies. And now it's like, well, we can't let our kids have these because of reasons. I well, like, you know what a- kids don't don't have that their parents did? Mm-hmm. Lead. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, go great, off. Some great repri- replies here. One from uh, uh, Robbie at Neurological Me. Started caffeine at 13. On vacation <laughs> now to quit. I've never met my sober adult self. But buddy, that's not what caffeine does. <laughs> Dude, what is wrong with these people? Caffeine doesn't like alter your mental state. It just makes you less sleepy. <laughs> oh my God. Like, what? Someone's if these guys acting like they're addicted to Addy or something great. like th- <laughs> great account name here at bus driver for Jesus asks, what are energy drinks? The gateway drug to, I know a hundred thousand milligrams of caffeine at once can be fatal, but short of that, what puts them on your list? <laughs> the energy drink defender has logged on. Yeah. I just think like, this is why, this is why kids don't drive anymore. They're too busy drinking soda and energy drinks. You know, they, uh, they don't want to go anywhere. At Bill underscore Connorsman says, none of these things will matter if a child is raised in a two-parent home with love and structure. Without that, the list of triggers is infinite. Two parents are necessary to model successful adult relationships and how to handle disagreements. So, yeah. You know, I guess if you were raised by a single parent, you're just sort of doomed. Yeah, Um, that sucks. Then we yeah, have another good thing person. I here. wasn't, you know. Um, at medium rare or GTFO, certainly with you on the first one. The sugar in soda causes a fatty liver, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and ultimately cirrhosis, just like alcohol does. Not sure about that oh, one. I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know a lot of people who've had that problem. Gonna need so. to see a source or, you know, some peer-reviewed studies on that one. I just love that, like, I mean, some of these are, like, crank normal things like social media and video games. And there's arguments, you know, about screen time or social media for kids or whatever. But, like, movies? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to see it. Have your kids looking at any of these moving pictures? It will well, this is them. really this is just a list of like things to take away from your children so that they will grow up to resent you and like There's put you like, in a nursing home immediately. The longer I live, the more I realize that about like twenty percent of all parents got into the biz just to bully kids, yeah, and to control people. I, well, I don't understand. It's like, it's like these oh, are the same percentage that would own slaves. They're like, well, that's not acceptable anymore. So I will have children who will be my slaves who I can boss around. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the weirdest thing, man. Well, and it's also like, oh, I'm going to, you know, uh, keep my kids away from soda and movies and video games, um, you know, because those are harmful to them. And that's like, OK, do you imagine that they're never going to encounter those ever at all in life, like in later in life? Like, I can tell you, you what happens as a more a former like Mormon person. Like, I still call myself Mormon. Screw that. Screw that. Um, <laughs> that's what I grew up as. But like, I can tell you what happens when people were where you you keep them away from all these things. Right, and it's then you like, just sort of slam headfirst into it's 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 like <laughs> Megazoid Rumspringa. Okay, they they cannot they they cannot regulate. Yeah, and I would they, suggest that perhaps you instead teach them how to consume these things in moderation. But you know, whatever. Yeah, or or don't don't stigmatize like simple little food or media choices like that to a degree where someone becomes obsessed and has like an eating disorder or a or an intense complex about things. You know, like maybe maybe what kids don't need is more pressure. Maybe there's enough pressure in life. You know, maybe mm -hmm. things are difficult enough. You know. Uh, I mean, I'm not a parent. I don't know anything. So, yeah. But if you're a parent, sound off in the comments. Um, about about in in between uh, cleaning this, up, you know, after your your children or whatever it is that you've got in between to do. turning the light, all the light switches back <laughs> off, <laughs> changing <laughs> diapers, things of that nature. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now we've we've arrived at a perennial of this vertical. Oh, um, I. <clears throat> at scott hate, adams says i hate this guy so much he you know it's 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 wild because apparently he got a job for being funny nothing he says is funny at yeah all. no i don't think he's ever been funny he's well, just terrible the, the problem was that he thought that he had something to say and that uh way back when a publisher i guess agreed with him at the time and so now he thinks that he has valuable opinions worth hearing um yeah and in fact I'm the so only thing i want to I... hear from them from him is the sound of silence so <laughs> i'm so glad i never got a platform during the few years where i took myself like 10 percent as seriously well, as the Scott worst Adams thing does. that you can do is take yourself seriously i think yeah well i mean i've learned that from like dating apps is i cannot right. take myself too seriously <laughs> yeah that's, you know that's just non-negotiable just be america a all the time. <laughs> this is from this was from scott from scotty scott adams <laughs> america needs to periodically destroy itself to reinvent to the next level that sentence doesn't make sense but okay well the non 
In that sentence, what he's basically done is taken um, the Tree of Liberty must from time to time be refreshed with the blood of patriots and tyrants and instead put it in business speak. So it's not an original idea. But it's not even like this is so poorly constructed. Destroy itself to reinvent to the next level. Yeah, this reads a little bit like the uh, parody Jeff Jarvis account. It's not how humans speak. The non-obvious part is that, oh, okay. The non-obvious part is that this is the safest path. Feels as if we have exactly the right amount of chaos energy to make that leap. Buckle up. So remind me about the Civil War. That was the safest path, Mm. you you say. Yeah. Um, Hmm. um, I don't know, man. Sounds bad. I would like to not do that please mm-hmm. um but i wouldn't like that many people to die you know not into that yeah but uh scott adams says we got to do it so i guess we got to do it the dilbert guy says so That's new true. civil war too buckle up mm-hmm. um this is uh this is in the uh the masculinity uh vertical here this is a. Uh, this is that genre, um, John, John Burke, uh, at John Sar- Burke. Sergeant Savage. Oh um, yeah. People who go into the military and then think that they know a lot about masculinity. Yeah. So, uh, you shoot, you shoot, you shoot guns at children from far away and you think you're, you're a man. Um, mm. the, the John Burke says masculine men will make a comeback. Women worldwide are seeing just how miserable these modern-day feminists are and the types of men they've created. Masculinity is needed for the balance of femininity. You cannot have one without the other without having emotional imbalance. I don't, Damn, we're emotionally imbalanced, bro. I don't think those words mean anything. <laughs> no, it's like word salad. Um, but he's just saying that, like, I don't know if you've heard about this, but but... You know, masculinity is on the rise. Nobody, Women are sick. Nobody knows what masculinity or femininity is, and it's fine. You that's, don't need to. That's true. It's fine. But, you know, yeah. stop stop pretending you know and stop stop insisting that, like, your idea of it is, you know, the correct one or whatever. I so. mean, most of these people are not really making a broad philosophical argument about something they care about. They're just a jerk and they don't want to change, so they're justifying it. That's like... Yeah, exactly. They're just somebody that it's everyone like, listen, says, hey, dude, calm down. Listen, people like me, <laughs> people like me, we'll, we'll get our own someday. Um, <laughs> you know, listen. Yeah, listen, women aren't complaining about me. They're not even pursuing me. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Why would they care? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. These guys ugh, just drive me nuts. What's uh? You got some more here. So th- those were ones oh, I found. This, this is a great one. Got? This is um. So this is about um the San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Budin, who was recalled um last yeah. week in, a, in an election because of you know reasons. San Francisco is, is the DA. In yeah, San Francisco, is a right? terrible yeah. place. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so this is from uh one of our favorites, Jonathan Jate, um, who says here. Um, basically, he's written an article called uh, Budin and the debacle of debacle of urban left wing politics, why the left and liberals are fighting in cities. And uh, basically, as Alex Burns in his tweet summarizes, the left's response to these reversals has been to portray voters as the victims of brainwashing by conservative media. A healthy political movement knows how to recognize defeat and then adapt to win. Jonathan Chait on how the left isn't doing that. So his suggestion is that 
um, what what happens is you see that you were defeated and then you uh, basically abandon all your principles. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so we should adapt. We recognize the defeat. Okay, healthy politic. All right, let's adapt. Let's make some changes. Let's let's concede. Let's let's see what the other side is doing. I guess we should take uh, fossil fuel money for, from people who are raping our planet, and we should, um, you know, it, put out a bunch of crazy conspiracy crap. Like, it's, uh, what? It's remarkable here because what we're talking about, San Francisco, like basically the media has been uh you know um completely manufacturing like yeah like they they've been in and, and it's there's it's, been it's, so many Francisco, articles about how <laughs> crime is out of control in yeah, san francisco huge crime wave and it isn't it's down under chesa yeah but that did not matter but he's saying he's saying that like to to come up with or you know to make that analysis is um, you know, a sign of an unhealthy political movement, like an obstinate political movement. Um, I mean, in some way, I do agree with him, but the things I think we should do, I can't speak about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, just think about that. Like, maybe he's right. Maybe we do need to take it a step up. But I, I have a feeling that that one Jonathan Shate will not like that. Yeah, and he'll have um, something to say about it. One of, it's just the real estate. Oh, I was going to say in San Francisco, it's always like the real estate developers, right? Exactly. You know, it's yeah. like that whole lobby and all the working rich hand Silicon in Valley hand tech bros with those people. Yeah, yeah. That's and they shape the narrative and they scare everybody. And, I mean, like th- those are the ones who hold like a lot of power there. So like, uh, it's all it's all baloney. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One of the one of the good um. Noah's on Twitter. Noah Colwyn, host of Blowback yeah. or co-host of Blowback, um, uh, did a little short thread in response to this tweet. Um, and one of the things he said is, "Having principles is incredibly tight. Contrary to popular conception, <laughs> it doesn't make you difficult and dogmatic. Reality, you get the stability to, per- to pursue a long-term path of justice and to weigh what happens in the world against your sense of right, wrong, and sensible." So, yeah, it's um yeah. right you know <clears throat> lose an election just just uh abandon everything you believe in and adopt something new because uh for for that for people like jonathan chait what matters is winning not like what you actually wish to do unfortunately andrew the market doesn't demand justice you know so we've got to give that's, the people what they want yeah, that's correct. And that's just the way it is because people are inherently bad and that's just how it is you know like mm. you just have to accept it many such cases which is not what i believe uh, you know just in case people were confused that i was oh no being sarcastic hmm. <laughs> hmm. um let's see adrian fontes what's this uh guy yeah are say? you you aware that they were having hearings on the whole january 6 uh events and whatnot <laughs> vaguely vaguely yeah did you watch them no, absolutely not <laughs> yeah did you feel you a need to, to watch them i felt zero need to watch them see i didn't whatsoever. i didn't watch them either because i did not think that i would be receiving any sort of new information that would change no. my opinion about events um but adrian fontes here disagrees he says not watching the j6 hearings is the epitome of entitlement not watching is incurious and at this moment in american history is a disservice to oneself in our future uh, and I would like to simply say, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's fine. I, it's, I, I have a pretty decent understanding of what happened that day. And I feel I have a fully formed opinion that it was bad. 
Um, yeah. I do not know that watching the hearings is, uh, you know, like what I'm going to learn that if things were even worse than I imagined, like that's, I don't, that doesn't really alter <clears throat> my opinions of what we should do. You like know? during, during my like brief Radlib phase, um, Oh, I, sort I remember of... that phase. That was a phase. <laughs> Let me tell you that what, folks. Quite a phase. Folks, I was I was popping off. Yeah. Um, but we're like, listening to the pod, Johns. We're putting. I was on... I was listening to the pod. I was watching C-SPAN all day, <laughs> um, because I you know I was doing my duty to be aware. I was being curious, you know, not incurious, right? Uh, you know, but I think you and me both now realize. You know, and we've talked about this. That consuming every moment of politics credulously is a path to serious uh, mental distress. Just (laughs) and derangement and pain and hurting. Like, and and I think we both realize that as the theme of this season that everything is a scam says that the whole purpose of this stuff is just to destroy you. It's just to emotionally drain you. And, and, and convince you that they're like, you're helpless. Like there's just like that to tie you up in knots and to dispirit you and make you feel like everything's terrible, but there's nothing we can do about it. And it, it, that's what it's there for. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a sort of very particular propaganda to just beat down the citizens of the United States. That's, I mean, yeah, like that's its purpose. And you consuming it is only helping that. <laughs> it's odd because from what I can gather, the whole point of the January 6th hearings is to go like, oh, you know, this wasn't a spontaneous sort of event. There were people who were meticulously planning, you know, to try and invade the Capitol and overthrow, you know, mm-hmm. attempt to overthrow or whatever. And to me, I'm just like, I mean, yeah. We've been aware of such movements existing for a while now, you know, like I mean, a person who was leading that movement was like the president of the United States and publicly said on many occasions exactly what they were aiming to do. It wasn't like, I I don't know, it's not surprising me like you need to understand that this is bad. And I'm just like, I do. Please leave me alone. I got it now. Now, now are you going to do anything about it? No. Well, certainly not. Yeah. That sounds hard. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, we're gonna put all of our resources into um monitoring leftist it, podcasters and 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 you know black political activists. Um, it reminds me of and- <laughs> um uh so Liz Bruning tweeted uh, uh a a clip or you know like a little text post from Nextdoor uh the other day. Uh, this is a next door post that says a man in a motorcycle just got hit by a car about an hour ago uh, in the corner of Macy's in downtown. He was not moving. I hope and pray to God that he survives, which is just like, you know, you see a car crash happen and you're like, you're just like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Someone ought to do something about this. And that's like the whole thing. It's like we're taught to be and this is like we talked about this our first season, right? Like pundit brain, like everyone's being trained to be a pundit, which which is training them away from like actually acting or doing any sort of action, taking any sort of stance. It's like your takes are more important than your actions, you know? Yeah, and it's right. freaking twisted uh, the and January gross. 6th committee is basically just the committee of the mods, you know? I mean, it's bread and circuses, but 
God, these are the worst circuses. Yeah, I don't like, like the circus. There's no elephants. There's no elephants anymore. There's no they elephants. They won't let you There's put plenty of clowns, but not enjoyable clowns. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Uh, a truly progressive position. This is from a uh, philosophy professor at William & Mary, one of the worst oh. colleges known to man. <laughs> Author of Why It's Okay to Ignore Politics. Wait, Open, of what? Author of Why It's Okay to Ignore Politics. Well, okay, I'm listening. Open Borders, Libertarianism, <laughs> Neoliberalism, Effective Altruism. Never mind, <sighs> never mind. Never mind. Uh, it says here, this Chris, Chris Fryman says, uh, public libraries a- aren't actually a socialist success story. The truly progressive position is to privatize libraries, run them on a subscription basis, and transfer the spared tax money to the poor, who could then spend it on a subscription if they preferred that to all other uses. Um, Excuse me? I would argue that that requires a lot more bureaucracy than the way That's libraries way, currently work. That's which way is that more you convoluted. Go in, you go in and you pay between like zero and two dollars for a library card, and then you can just check stuff out. Um, I, I feel it's interesting that he says they aren't actually a socialist success story as proof that they in fact are and that, you know, we have to tear them down as a result. We need to do something else because they are. It's weird that he's claiming they're not a socialist success story based on the fact that they don't have, they don't turn revenue. Yeah. Like, or based on, based on the (laughs) fact that they don't involve like some sort of wealth transfer program. I don't know. It's bizarre, but they do. They take the tax money. Yeah. And then they distribute resources to everyone. But this That's guy can't be like, honest about that because he's like a libertarian and so opposes taxation for things like that. Sometimes it's getting this is someone, truly this is someone difficult. who, uh, when they want to get a book, they don't think of like, oh, well, I'll check if the library has it. They're like, well, I'm going to buy it um, because, you know, I don't want to go to the library. I want to directly support the author and also, you know, mostly Amazon or whatever cool you know whatever it's just getting increasingly difficult to tell if these people are serious like and stupid or they're just well super based bad on faith. effective altruism in his bio i would say yes he's an idiot that one we can Problem pin solved. down so <laughs> we got him yeah <laughs> <clears throat> In happier news, I had an interesting experience this week that I want to talk about because I, Go I don't off, know, something kid. about it just sticks in my head. So I was at the smog check place getting my uh, my vehicle right, smog. Because you lived in the communist state of California where the <laughs> yes. government mandates, they, they spy on you by checking uh, the level of harmful pollutants <laughs> your car puts out into the air. Here in CCCA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um the hammer and uh um uh water Um, spout uh, draining into an irrigation (laughs) ditch (laughs) i so i had to get my my vehicle smogged and just checked and um i'm in there they have like a little waiting room with the fridge full of uh it's funny it's like it's like a wine cooler but it's full of bottles of water and Mm, there's like a sign on there that says free water for they're Customers. providing you free water? Uh, more socialism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though you pay, and I'm pretty sure they're legally required. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. But um, 
anyhow, I was in there. Uh, I was just like, you know, playing some Pokemon Go. By the way, I'm I'm on Pokemon Go again. If anyone wants to become my friend on there, um, I'll I guess I'll put my friend code in the show notes. But uh, yeah, know, anyhow, whatever. that's neither here nor there. I was just sitting there minding my own business, had my bottle of my free bottle of water, and in walk a pair of women who. Um, they look, one looks like late twenties, one looks mid late thirties. The one that appeared to be a little older was wearing, um, I, I, she was, had extreme Jessica day, new girl vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, she was wearing like a pink tutu skirt looking thing. Hmm. Like just like all, um, what's the filler part of a skirt called? Like, a whatever it's all I, that i don't know <laughs> you're asking the wrong tool person. tool tool mm. it's all tool is that what it's called i don't know anyhow like a like a tutu looking pink thing um like something you'd be wearing like to prom you know <laughs> like and then a lisa frank t-shirt mm -hmm. and i was like oh, okay and then they both walked in and immediately like immediately upon walking in the one in the Lisa Frank shirt looks at me and goes, you want some water? And I was like, well, that's strange. Like, does she work here? You know, like I was confused for a second and I was like, Oh no, I already got some. They're like, Oh, okay. And they went and they got their waters, um, and sat down. And I said, I, I like your shirt. I'm a huge, uh, Lisa Frank head. You know, I used to love Lisa Frank growing up. And she's like, oh, yeah, thank you. I love I was so excited to find this shirt because it's it's like an older style of Lisa Frank. She's kind of changed, you know, only old heads know this type of Lisa Frank <laughs> kind of mm. discussion. Oh, OK, this is interesting. And then um, and then the the other woman sitting there with her turns to her and goes like, oh, hey, mom, what do you think about this? And starts showing her something on her phone. And I was like. Excuse me, like, <laughs> mom, oh, dear. like yeah. this. What, wait, it really bended my brain. And then that was the end of the interaction because the guy came and he's like, all right, your car passed. And I paid and I left. And I was just thinking like, how is this a mom and daughter situation? Because the daughter looked like she was dressed like the most average, normal, fine person. Nothing, nothing really to describe. But she was apparently the daughter and the mom was dressed like she's she's like one of the top 10 users on tumblr.com and and i it's I happening now that's all i can say I is it's happening I the the manic pixie dream girls have children yep mm -hmm. now and yeah. those children are adults and those children are yeah <laughs> it's so weird but also i don't know if it's true i still don't believe it and so my theory is what i ran into was a freaky friday situation mm. i think that they had a body swap thing going on mm -hmm. i think their katras switched you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. trek heads will know what i'm talking about they uh it was and and i think that's what i saw and so i just i feel like i have to report this you know but i don't know who to report it to or so i'm just yeah, putting it know. out there hmm. have, have, have you ever seen what you think is a freaky friday situation because that's this is my first experience with this yeah, see something, say something. Um, yeah. I can't okay. say that I've had this experience. Let um, me know. It's getting weird out there, folks. Yeah. It's really getting weird. 
Speaking of uh, weird, so, I actually signs don't of have... a declining society. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They all seem like fine people. I'm not trying yeah, to like. No. I, I'm hoping people don't take this <laughs> the wrong way. They all seem cool. It was just very strange. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was high, but as you know, I was not. Yeah. Because I'm taking a break. Right. Um. um next, we have uh, uh. This is sort of transport related, but not quite. Uh, okay. I feel like in a, an example of nominative determina- determinism in action, this is um, a new startup called Pipe Dream. Um, <laughs> which Starting raised, out strong. Yeah, they raised uh, $1.6 to build the future of 15-minute delivery. It's like GoPuff meets the boring company. They're doing it with robots racing through 12-inch pipes underground. Uh, they're building a network of underground pipes that robots can zip through to deliver anything anywhere in a city faster than an Uber or bike messenger, safer than drones. The only problem is getting the pipes into the ground. To Boy. use that, they're, st- they're using standard 12-inch maintenance pipes. It's a good thing that nothing that needs to be delivered is, is bigger than, than a foot in width or diameter or whatever. Um, the process is cheaper and less destructive than you might think. Horizontal drilling is standard for extending utility pipes in cities. Uh, if it works, the vision is to build pipe dream ports across a city. And I do love the, that's a, that's a load bearing. If <laughs> <laughs> I mean the, the amount of construction that this would take is yeah. incredible. Indeed. They say the hardest part is go to market delivery networks are only useful when they're dense. So you can deliver to thousands of people at a moment's notice. Unlike GoPuff that can stand up micro warehouses in any storefront pipe dream has to lay a lot of pipe. Ah, uh, I just want to say same. Um, so, <laughs> Pipe Dream is experimenting with a simulator to test configurations and see where they can reduce delivery costs. Right now, it looks like the first business case will be a 10-mile citywide network with 10 to 15 stops. Although, which city will get it first is still a mystery. Um, I would say, you know, some city should offer up to have this installed because in between like one and five years, uh, you'll have a bunch of empty uh, 12 inch pipes in your ground that you can run fiber through. So, you know, you know how much fiber a 12 inch pipe can hold, baby? Yeah, like a lot, like a lot. So you're going to have hella bandwidth. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, the fact that they named it Pipe Dream to me. Um, you know, is, I get is, that they think they're doing like a clever pun with it being a pipe based system, but like, no, what truly, you've done is you've doomed your whole project immediately. Truly from the irony beginning. is dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, some other great news and a great idea, uh, is, uh, universal school one. lunches in the U S are, uh, ending. Yeah, so we this, had we had free month. school lunches, I think, during the pandemic. Um, basically, everyone got a free school lunch. It used to be that you could get, like, uh, free or reduced cost lunch if you met certain eligibility requirements. Uh, and then for the last two years, um, it was just everybody got a free lunch. The government gave all the school districts enough money to do that. Um, and now that's coming to an end because, I guess... Um, somehow giving every student free lunch is a bad idea that we don't want to continue to do. So, well, at least the schools didn't, um, hire a ton of food service workers and, um, really bulk out their, their nutrition departments and invest in building facilities and stuff that that'd be a real bummer if schools did that. And now they've got to find jobs for other people. That would suck. Uh, Fire them. 
You know, what would also suck would be if, and I'm glad that this isn't happening, that the price of food and everything else is also rising. Oh, yeah. If that happened in tandem, that would be so bad. Yeah, that, that'd be really, yeah, that would be like some sort of toxic hell stew of conditions. Um, so it's good that well, those things aren't happening. Uh, there's, yeah. I think we can all agree there's no better time than now to end uh, the free school lunches. So, yeah. Oh, and also we're going to cut back on the summer meals as well because uh, kids yeah. don't need to eat Pe- during the summer. People don't need to eat during summer. Yeah. Um, it's, what's no- it's what's known as um, white trash Ramadan, mm, actually, mm-hmm. where yeah. you just fast all summer because you're not in school. Yeah. Um, that's I don't know why I said that. Uh, it's a during during the uh, waiver to the program that allowed uh, the USDA's summer food service program to greatly expand. They delivered a cumulative 4.3 billion meals just through the summer program in yeah. the last two summers, a roughly 30 fold increase over pre pandemic levels. We fed we fed a ton of kids out of our school district. Like yeah. we. Yeah, it, it was a big deal. But it's important. I don't. It's important that kids understand that uh, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Um, so, yeah. as we've learned from previous, if they want a stuff, meal, you know, they just kids need are to stupid work and they need to learn their their place. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, adding that to the list of things that we need to keep from our children, you know, it's it's soda, um, <laughs> movies, video movies. games, social media, and also lunches. Apparently, so, yeah. Yuck. At least uh, there's no signs that like the economy's going spinning off. You know, it's nothing's yeah. going crazy. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but lately the crypto space has been in a mm. bit of a um, you could call it a free fall, tumultuous, <laughs> a, a little, little eensy, little teeny eensy bincy Things bit of extreme volatile. volatility. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so Coinbase uh, reacted quickly to this. Um, you know, they instituted a hiring freeze, which, you know, is a thing that they do. But then they went further and they said, um, beyond a hiring freeze, we're also going to um, rescind offers that we had made. Um, and also we're going to rescind offers that we had made that people had already accepted. Um. Oh, so like breaking contracts. Uh, yeah, more or less. So someone has interviewed with you. Um, yeah. however long Coinbase's process is, which I'm sure it's onerous because every Silicon Valley company's process is, um, mm-hmm. you know, they might've been interviewing with other companies too. So they've like, and they might've even gotten offers. So they've turned down those offers. They've accepted the offer Coinbase and now Coinbase's chief people officer has said, actually, we're not going to hire you. Um, and you, you get, you get basically nothing, um, for that. So, um, but it's okay because uh, the chief people officer, LJ Brock, says, uh, while we did not make this decision lightly, it is the prudent one given market conditions. Um, now, people the company officer, did is, say, that, is that in the military or uh, policing? That's a good question. What, um, it's actually just a new right? euphemism for human resources. Your, your people ops. People ops. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Um, The company did say that it would extend its, quote, generous severance philosophy to those whose job offers were pooled, though it did not respond to a request for comment asking for details on what that meant. In the note... I'm uh, sure it'll be great. In the note, the chief 
chief people officer did say the company was establishing a quote talent hub unquote where people could receive job placement support <laughs> resume review interview coaching and access to our strong industry connections probably they just want a job and some money um sorry we, we don't we don't have a job for you but we can help you find another job is yeah. that all right i don't That's i don't like weird. to get like too into the like you know uh you know like oh you gotta give uh two weeks notice kind of businessy rules thing but like rescinding offers that folks have already accepted is a huge uh dick move frankly um well and and it's like the the business owners aka capital right the people who who right who own everything in in this case digital cap pretend capital well yeah Yeah. they they keep they keep pretending or or they're sorry they keep going on and on about how workers have no no loyalty and you know it's hard to find good workers and all this stuff like they're they're constantly trying to control and obsess about like worker behavior Mm -hmm. but then they do stuff like this and it's but it's completely acceptable yeah um right. which which is obviously baloney but um that's that's how capitalism works folks it's mm-hmm. uh the, yeah, the people you know, who make I, pretend pretend nickels as as this <laughs> as this vice story notes meanwhile coinbase is testing an internal app that lets coworkers rank how well one another exemplify the crypto firm's <laughs> 10 cultural tenants during meetings and other interactions um, so it doesn't sound like that they, great of a place to work anyway. Everyone's like, uh, you know, using telescreens on each other and stack ranking each other. So they came up, they came up with 10 commandments for real. Yeah. 10 cultural <laughs> tenants. Yep. I'd say, you know, of course like, I don't know. My, my personal feeling is that those who had their job offers rescinded, like are kind of blessed because they're not working at Coinbase, well, which is a goofy company, but also like, you know, listen, you went, you went through all the rigmarole and interviewing at a company or multiple companies is a huge amount of rigmarole, way more than it needs to be. And you pop probably turned down other offers or, you know, other interviews to say okay i'm gonna work at coinbase you've signed the offer letter and now they're like uh never mind and on an individual basis i mean i don't usually think individually and i think it's bad but it sort of is a a good reminder um to not not like sell your morals for a job because um, they will they they, will sell you out immediately they will sell you out like as soon as it becomes you know even because Cause I mean, especially, you know, the circle that we swim in, you know, the, the, a lot of tech workers, you know, startup workers, people like that. Um, and, and a lot of times we see these discussions, like, I don't know if I could work for them. I don't know if it's ethical or, you know, there's, there's always these kind of like balancing acts between it. Does this align with my values enough? And like, you know, this sort of is a really good indicator that maybe you shouldn't ever do that. if you have like any sort of feeling like "Eh, i don't know this is kind of fishy just get just go away like i mean if you have that option a lot of people don't which is why this really really sucks Mm -hmm. um i guess the the answer is you know workers of the world should probably do something like i don't know like maybe unite you know Oh, I'm sorry. We have to end the podcast right now. There's a red light on my desk and it's flashing <laughs> since you said that. <laughs> I'm getting three simultaneous calls. They all say they're coming from the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> Bad news. Better go. Bad news. <laughs>
Well, I uh, just want to end this podcast by letting people know that I'm not suicidal and I've never been suicidal. So that's just an important thing to remember. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing